Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Outkick 360 and the Tennessee Power Hour is here. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton, Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson, David Reed, Emma Notstein, making the show happen for us. Interact with us on Twitter, at Outkick360. We hope you'll subscribe on YouTube. And if you're listening right now on Fox Sports Knoxville, give us a shout-out on Twitter, again, at Outkick360. Someone on Twitter, and, you know, we're very honest on the show with both good things and bad things that come our way. Someone on Twitter, uh, I think it was Catfish Jake, who was saying uh, he got his gear with that 40% off offer, which is now expired. But his Outkick 360 merchandise. Great salesman. So, yeah. <laughs> Eat your heart out, full, everyone. Full price right now yeah. if you want. By the way, you can get uh, you can get 40% off right now. April Fool's. <laughs> no. So he took advantage of that, wearing the shirt, and someone re- replied to him and said, you know, I really like those guys in that show, but just can't get into it with them on video. They're just not as interesting yeah. on video. To which I would say to that person, then listen to us on the podcast. Yeah. Then you don't have to see us. Yeah. You can subscribe. Wherever you get podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Twitch, Stitcher. Farmer's what Almanac. Yeah, what are the other ones? Farmer's Almanac. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of that name, though. No Farmer's Only. Farmer's Only. Yeah. I'm not qualified to be on there. So just listen to the podcast. If you don't like us on video, you can always do that. But I would say that Lance and Jacob do a heck of a job producing the video content sure with this. Do. And, um, you know. Maybe give that a shot. Dana Franks in the YouTube chat says, I actually quite like Paul's shirt. It suits his coloring. It so looks very warm. Um, it makes you look comfortable. Very cold. It makes you look more tan than you are, well, which you. I think is a good thing. I'll take that. Uh, we're continuing with the David. David, uh, who's become a character on our show, though he uh, was in relative hiding today, though he's emerged. I, I don't see him right now. But we're talking about what he looks like, and David Reed offered what he thinks he looks like. Yeah. Uh, I've got an offering as to what I think he looks like. <laughs> oh, yes. That is uh, uh, Wedding Crashers. One of the Cleary brothers. Yes. Uh, that is, but uh, I think he behaves like him as well. Uh, kind of uh, off in the corner. I don't know if he's painting. He's doing something weird uh, and behaving very Playing, socially playing awkward. tummy sticks? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I don't know if he's doing That's that. That's a game that he tried to play in that movie. I don't, I don't know character. if he's tying Vince Vaughn to the bed, but he, he's got some very strange behavior going on, and he's, he's socially outcast. If you're joining us for the first time this week, earlier uh, this week, David David hated on Chad's shoes. Yesterday, yes. he hated on my shirt and the, the collar, saying the collar was too tight around my 17-inch neck. Well, and you weren't buttoned all the way up. It wasn't like you were wearing a tie where your shirt's completely buttoned up, so it didn't even matter. Right? And today, a, go ahead, put up that, uh, that comment today, because this was a much more well-crafted. It's as if he had writing help. He said, hey, help me craft Maybe this David it, David is multiple very people. very good. It could be multiple people on the account. So we uh, got the smart b- person with it. But he wrote, uh, why is Paul still wearing his pajama top this late in the day? <laughs> Did he run out of clothes? Are all his track suits at the cleaners back in Newark 
or is he saving them for weddings and funerals? I don't own a single tracksuit. I don't believe in sweatpants. I wear shorts uh, around the house. I don't believe in wearing uh, sweatpants out of the house for anyone. I think it's inappropriate. I think it's no effort whatsoever I, I to throwing on a pair of jeans. Unless you're going to the gym, it's inappropriate. And I'll take it a step further. Wearing pajama pants to go out anywhere beyond your mailbox infuriates me when I see people out at like Cracker Barrel on Saturday morning oh. and they're and they're all wearing matching pajama <laughs> pants. Put on some pants, people. But that you, you, you eat the land of, of sweatpants. You eat your yeah. eggs and bacon and everything in your house in those, not when you go out. <laughs> Jacob's into the putting public. it on you for going to Cracker Barrel. Oh, if, that's that's crack, what cracker you cracker should expect. Look, I will I will kill somebody if they if they <laughs> dare. Now, that's to tell me the cracker because barrel's a lot of shootings go on at Cracker Barrel. I will barrel. I will have uh, I will make the death threat right now on this show. I will murder you <laughs> if you tell me that Cracker Barrel is not a delicious meal. Why don't it you is. just go across the street where you could cook your own eggs? Yeah, uh, you know, there's something about that where I go to a restaurant. I want them to do. I'm more. very intrigued. <laughs> it's by weird. I'm very weird like that. I might go there for lunch after the show. Yeah. No, I can't. Well, I got to get home. The Yankees. Uh, Yankees first Open pitch day, happened yeah. four minutes ago. While we're oh. discussing uh, Paul's wardrobe, you're wearing bamboo. Well, this is not the point of what I'm sharing with you, though I knew that you would uh, would shred me for this, and David David's probably going to have a field day. But um, I wanted to wash the whites because these new shirts that I'm wearing under this shirt, David David, comment on that, um, <laughs> ask to be washed cold, an uh, undershirt that wants to be washed cold, which is a pain to to wash whites in cold is a pain. But it's the way it asks to be dried that is conflicting to me. Here we go. See here, in the biggest print, you can pick apart the small print later. For longest life. Oh, it's made in China. <laughs> yeah, uh, just like the made in Amer uh, Make America yeah. Great Again hats. For longest life, wash and dry on cold. Dry on cold. How do you possibly dry on cold? Does your dryer have a cold switch? Drying, by its very nature, involves heat. It's, this it, is the craziest tag. It Teresa thinks to it's be, a misprint. It would seem to be fairly cutting edge if you had a cold dryer. <laughs> cold dryer. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I'm going to get one of those. I took it to mean lay flat, which is what I did. I laid it flat. 96% bamboo. Bamboo is very cool. So I'm wearing the warm shirt over a cooling, uh, dry finish type of... What did uh, you pay for the bamboo t-shirt? Okay, I got four of those t-shirts, a pair of underwear, and a pair of socks for a hundo. Four t-shirts. Say that again. Four t-shirts, underwear, socks. For a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. I am, in, I am on a lifelong search for undershirts with collars that remain in a good collar form for... A long time. Was this an Instagram I have purchase? shopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Davis is the name. I have, I have, uh, <laughs> I, I have bought uh, Tommy John. I have bought Duluth uh, Trading, Trading Company, Company. Yep. with you, I think. Yes. In, uh, Jakob Swanson from Duluth, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Is that a big store for you? Uh, it's based out of Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> SOBs. Lifetime return policy on uh, pants there, though. Uh, how about the those, undershirts? Because the collars have not held up. Those damn carpetbaggers have been profiting off Duluth, Minnesota for years. Those Madison, Wisconsinites. why a t-shirt can't be made. With the, the whole point of the shirt is that I want this collar, when you can see it, to, you know, keep its form. 
We'll see if Mr. Davis does it or not. First, I have to wash it on cold. Then I have to find a cold dryer. Why? If you think the investment in the shirts was expensive, wait until I buy the cold dryer. A lot dryer. of requirements for the why $100 T-shirts. Why the undershirt? Why do you have to wear undershirts? Is I there just, a reason? I just feel more comfortable. Feel more comfortable? I don't wear them under uh, short sleeves anymore, but under long sleeves I do. Uh, Josh on Twitter says, Paul saying that he isn't qualified to be on Farmers Only, yet your shirt says different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't grow the bamboo. I just wear it. No, I think the, the, the design of the shirt looks oh, very yeah, farmer-like. Paul, you, you, your shirt looks like you're about to go like haul some wood or something, chop some wood. I thought I was going to go sing grudge. This, sing is the grudge. Most, this is the manliest grudge. you've ever looked grudge. in this shirt. I'm going to go sing a new variety Be of love rock and roll. Not grudge, called, but, not grunge, but grudge. Not grudge, but grudge. Yes. V-Love like says, I like Scott Miller there is who came a up no, with county music. There's a no heat feature on V-Love's dryer. No heat? No heat. Oh. So I guess but that's, that's cold. that's not cold. Well, that's air temperature. This is like <laughs> a room the, temperature setting. Now we're into these philosophical debates. Like if a tree falls in the wood and no one's there, does it? can you actually hear it? If there's an absence of heat, isn't that by definition cold? <laughs> no. I think room, is room temperature cold? Again, for a dryer, an I absence think it would of be. all heat would be cold. An absence of all heat would be cold. No heat is the feature, <laughs> right? So if something it is standing with no heat, it asks for cold. It wants air conditioned drying. I think we're really getting the semantics here because I feel like <laughs> I no heat too. equals cold. See, I think no heat equals like open the window. These are the big questions you come the to the show to have answered. Is the absence of heat actually cold? <laughs> Or is it just no heat? I think it's just no heat. Look, I think you have three settings, right, in your house. You either have the heat on, you have nothing on, or you have the air conditioner on. Right? I would require, if I'm paying $100 for four t-shirts and some underwear. And socks. And socks. That I would be allowed to dry said clothing on a heat cycle for the drive. Very controversial. I think that we should Claire have would, an advertising, mind over the setting. <laughs> advertising deal with Mr. Davis. Because his shirts are very comfortable. And so far, after one washing, even though there was heat in the wash, collar's doing well. Jordan on Twitter asks, Chad, if you happen to own a pair of SEC pants made by Clay Travis, is it acceptable to wear a Cracker Barrel? I would say those, those are pajama Those bottom. pants are unacceptable at anyway. all venues. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Away, busy. Clay would tell you those are unacceptable because no one bought them. Uh, he still has, uh, what is it, Clay? He's drowning in pants at his house. He has a room dedicated to He's got to a pants. room dedicated to all the pants that he did not sell, those SEC-themed pants. It wasn't a terrible idea because that was, you know, Paul jokes about the crab pants, you know, shorts with crabs oh, on sure. them or you all these. That. It's a very southern Anchors. thing. Yeah. So I, I could see where he was southern going with that. Boy. It was also of the era where Derek Dooley was wearing the orange pants. Mm -hmm. That got a lot of that. He had like a made in Italy. Remember, he had like an Italian tailor that made them for him. Uh, so I could see where he was going with that. But yeah, the SEC pants just didn't really. Wear pan the out. crab shorts with a long sleeve, like uh, very thinly striped shirt and a tie. That's huge in the south. That's a big, big that. southern uh, grove, uh, like you're tailgating yeah. in the grove. I feel like you, you were wearing that when you did your first tour to France. Oh, or, or no, I was not. I was no, not, you were I, naked. I didn't, I didn't have that kind of money. Naked. I didn't have that kind of money in college. Well. He spent it all yeah. on the wine. Box wine. It's, it's really tough to get the, the funnel through the, the pleat of the pants. you gotta, you got to de-pant before you do that. James on Twitter says, PK out here looking like the brawny paper towel guy about to go chop some wood. 
Uh, yes. I should send you guys this picture so we can put it up on the screen also. But well, that guy's oh, in jeans. I'm wearing. I, so Paul, I have two shirts that are very similar to that pattern. I'll wear one of them tomorrow. It's a light blue, <laughs> but it's very farmer-like also. I love that Paul's like, I like well, them. the Brody guy's wearing jeans and I'm in gray pants. It yeah. has nothing to do with your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the two of us. Paul's like, yeah, that's really fun. That's, a, that's an important I, distinction to make, listen, that Paul's wearing gray pants. I'm looking as good as I've looked in years. <laughs> Go ahead, have at me. You want to mock this? Mock it. You should have seen it, me David, three David. months ago. Get after it. Um, coming up, we discuss the name or names that we've seen the most in mock drafts for the Titans. I'm, I'm curious what name pops to mind for pick 22 when we are surveying what others nationally think the Titans might do with the selection. This is also one of the most wonderful times of the year. Four weeks I, from tonight, love, the NFL draft. I love the NFL draft. I love the marriage of college and pro football. And hate one of it. I love it. You hate it? Oh, my God. You know I hate the draft. You hate it? Yes. I didn't know you hated it. I thought you hated certain aspects of what people ask about no. with the draft, but I didn't know you hated the actual draft. It's misery. We'll get everybody into why Paul like hates know, the NFL everybody draft. Everybody acts like they know everything about 250 players. Also, one thing we need to clarify, Elliot Gold's character, Reuben Tishkoff. Yeah. Not Saul. Saul was a different Yes. There was a Saul character. in the movie, though. There was a Saul. Okay. It was the older. Yeah, Saul is the old, bald guy. Bald gentleman, yes. Yeah, with gray, gray hair around the side. Hang with us. Outkick 360 and the Tennessee Power Hour rolls on. Which name are we seeing the most for the Titans at pick number 22? It's Outkick 360. Glad you're with us. Guys, for me, it's Christian Barmore, the defensive lineman from Alabama. For all the needs and the discussion of wide receiver and defensive back for the Titans, I see defensive line most often in mock drafts from those nationally that are respected for their opinion this time of year. Would not be a terrible pick. I mean, it, it's hard, though, with the need. Um, but I mean, if you if you go Simmons, Barmore, and Danico Autry, you've got an awfully good mm -hmm. three-man uh, defensive line. But that's in base. You're nickel an awful lot. One of those guys is not going to be on the field. Now I don't mind having a three-man rotation there where you don't have guys like Matt Dickerson on the field or on the team. Um, but you know, aren't you in a position where, you know, you have to address corner, receiver, third edge guy ahead? And, and is Barmore playing nose in, in base? I don't think so. So you, you, you don't even have a nose then in your top three defensive linemen uh, if, he, if he's the pick. It, it's it's, it's kind of the, the problem of winning 11 games, right? Is you, you, the cliche is best available player, but the Titans should do that at pick 22. Titans are not good enough There's what, to three take or best four, available player. Three or four elite corners that are likely to be drafted by pick 22. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver, there's two or three, uh, four, now that I think of it, that will be selected prior to pick 22. After that, I think you would get to defensive they line. They usually take best available player at a position one of tight need. End. And this year, it's best. it should be best available player at position of dire need. The two that I see yeah. the most are J.C. Horn and Jalen Phillips. And There's I wrote, no way J.C. Horn's going to Yeah, he's gone. I, I wrote a piece about it. I hate seeing players mocked 
who aren't going to be close yeah. to available. Yeah. You know, he's rated at worst the third best corner in the draft. I counted like I just went to a CBS piece, you know, that listed team needs. Now, those pieces aren't always accurate, you know, mm -hmm. based on what they list the Titans as needing. Sometimes it's ridiculous. But they had like 23 teams outside of the Titans needing corners and 24 teams needing edge. Even if you give away five quarterbacks in the 21 picks before the Titans, is the third corner going to be there? No. Is, is the third is the third pass rusher going to be there? So I, I hate these mocks because they're consistently giving te teams players that aren't going to be there. So when I think of Titans at 22, I think corner. And I'm just looking at different mock drafts. That there's a lot. Hutton, you mentioned Barmore in defensive line. But if I'm thinking of a position, I'm thinking about a rotating cast of whatever corner is available. If Greg Newsom from Northwestern North is the fourth corner, what's the drop-off from him and the top three? Because you had mentioned all the elite corners will be gone, mm -hmm. but he could be the fourth corner, could be there at 22. I wonder how much a player like that would interest the Titans. And here's another one that I, I, I've seen a couple places that really interests me, and that is if Kadarius Toney from Florida is there as a do-it-all, speed, elusive, wide receiver, jack-of-all-trades type player. That, to me, with their lack of receiver right now, even with adding Reynolds, that would be intriguing to me for the Titans. If, if Kadarius Tony's there, I, I love him as a player. I've seen more than one mock with trade down into the low 20s and Newsom. Really? I, and that would be, I think, that's not a bad play. If you can get a cornerback that you still really like and trade down and still get that corner, I think that's a good move for the Titans. But... You mentioned Barmore and defensive line. Is there, even if it's not the top priority, is there a player at a position that is of need but not the top need? Because I think we would all say the top needs, corner, pass rush, and then receiver, probably right there. But if a Tony is there and he's a no-brainer guy who's going to come in and make plays for you, do you go after him or do you go with the position of need? That's always the dilemma, especially Receivers when you're drafting at 22 or around that spot. Is the one thing that I tend to think. Now, you'd love for one of the three corners to be there. I think you're asking a very good question about the drop-off from corner three to corner four. Um, if it's a huge drop-off, then you trade. Then the trading down option and getting a going, player like or that Or going there somewhere else is there yeah. and then getting the corner it's for the second, second year in a row. In the, in the second yeah. round. Here's a question, though, that I think, you know, I just can't get away from. Last year, they draft a corner that everybody is pretty high on in the second round in Christian Fulton. Okay? They uh, exercise fifth-year option on, on Adoree Jackson. All right? Now, set aside what happened with Adoree Jackson early, uh, you know, right at the start of the league year. They signed Janoris Jackson. Who, you know, Jenkins. You, Jenkins, sorry, sorry. You could be up and down on him or, or not, but, you know, man corner who's had some success. How, how much does it suck that corner ranks as probably their absolute top need or one of their two very clearly? You know, you would love to cross that off the list and say, draft yourself a late round corner like you always do, a guy who, you know, hopefully – you know, presses Breon Borders and Chris Jackson. A special teamer. Yeah, it gets Ty Smith the hell off the roster. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and here you are, though. The fifth-year option doesn't pan out, and you had to cut a Dory Jackson, uh, which I don't think any of us object to based on the, the performance and the pay. 
um, you know, you have Jenkins, you have Fulton, who you have no idea what he offers you. And, and the third corner is a Kevin Johnson, who we all think is bad. And he's not healthy, he'd been healthy. So he's got to be a real reclamation success project, the likes of which we haven't really seen from this coaching staff at any position, in, in order for them to be three deep. You need a corner in, you know, your first four picks for sure. Three, uh, f four picks in the top 100, right? For the fourth pick, late third, number 100. So they should be in a position where we're not even talking about corner there. And instead, we're in a we're talking about desperation corner. Yeah, if you want to get really weird with the best available player option, what if Najee Harris from Alabama is still there at 22? He's terrific. They they can't go. There. I'm looking at a mock draft right now with with Todd McShay that's got him going 24th to Pittsburgh, which shocked he'd me. He'd be great in Pittsburgh. I mean, he is a good pass catcher. Mm -hmm. He is great. He's not. I know that you drafted Darrington Evans a year ago to be the backup option to Derrick Henry, and I'm not talking about replacing Derrick Henry right away with Najee Harris or anything like that, but if you're going with just simply best available talent at 22, if your top corners are taken, would Najee Harris be an option? Can't. Can't be. You're I already over-invested. Not over-invested. You're appropriately invested in running back for what you are. But that's maximum investment. You've got big dollars in Derrick Henry, who's worth big dollars for what he is for you, and a third-round pick in Darrington Evans. You cannot spend anything more on running back. You've got no, a fullback I, under contract, and McNichols is your, your the, third running I, back. I, I agree with you, and that's why I said let's get weird when I threw out that suggestion. I I'll think say this going to be terrific. If it's not one of these three positions, I'm going to be disappointed. And that is corner, pass rush, receiver. Agree. I think if it's defensive lineman, they're going to do a hard sell on why they went defensive line because it's the best available it's player, and Christian Barmore to may be a very front, good maybe. NFL player. It's almost identical but, to what we said last year at this time. Well, we were all Which shaking is a our head problem. when they took an offensive tackle. <laughs> Which is a bit – well, they didn't take a wide receiver last year. I, I wanted one desperately because mm -hmm. I thought it was a supreme No, I'm saying class. going into the first round, right. what Chad just listed were yeah. the, what we were looking for. And yeah. they took an offensive tackle. And they, they – right. uh, how much – I mean, uh, look, you know – Late picks last year. Does a wide receiver pan out? I, I don't know. But with Isaiah Wilson More having done nothing, I was talking about Ayuk, you know, who right. went before them as well. But if they had taken, I, 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 you know, we have to look back. And you can always find somebody better than who you took. Certainly with Isaiah Wilson, anybody is better than who you took. Yes. But if they had taken a wide receiver there and groomed them for a year, the relief from Corey Davis's disappearance, which you would have saw coming, I, I would have said Corey Davis wouldn't be back because Corey da I would have expected that Corey Davis would have continued what he was the first three years, which wasn't good enough to, to tab as your number two wide receiver. Turned out Corey Davis got good in his fourth year, and you couldn't have back because he was cost prohibitive for what he is. But um, I don't think there was enough foresight in terms of being ready for a receiver perk. And this roster doesn't have enough guys ready to step in to, to help those. Uh, to fill those positions. Yeah, but you We've can't, talked you about can't, you can't solve, have all of them. You, you can't, can't have all solve every problem in have, the draft. You can have more of them. Well, right. they got a lot of problems to solve in this draft. Oh, of course they do. And after a year of drafting horribly yep. uh, and injured, injured guys and the like, they need four contributors out of this draft. They're not going to get four contributors. I mean, you have to hit home runs to get four contributors out of a draft. And by four contributors, I mean 
two starters, one guy who's playing in a nickel package, and one guy who's playing. You can. Do that's it. a home run draft. It's they're do a home run draft. I mean, they need a home run draft. <laughs> Don't like I know I know you're hedging and saying that it's going to take that, and lot. you're right. But it's time. The, the the draft, especially in the first round, has been abysmal. Is it a reasonable Under John expectation? Robinson, you got to get you got to get four contributors. Is in it this a reasonable round. expectation based on what we've seen them do? It based is on how they've eased in first rounders for a guy who is since he's been the GM, I think fifth, top five in wins in the NFL. Hell yeah, it's reasonable. And if they're going to reset, and they're not even reset, if they're going to sustain this thing and compete for another division title, it's what's necessary. They've won, though, those games despite having injured first-round pit, guys who pull hamstrings in camp every year. The first-rounder, I mean, Rashawn Evans didn't do anything early. It's turned out not to be a very good player. But remember him in Buffalo was, what, week three, week four? It was awful. His head was spinning. It was lost. Uh, I mean, I documented how injured, how much camp first-rounders miss. They don't, and they don't hurry these guys. They're, they don't say, they're not going to say after draft weekend, yeah, we're getting out of the gate. We're expecting stuff from these guys. Unless they really change their tone, they don't talk like that. They, they don't talk big expectations for rookies early. Well, but the rookies were coming in, and, and they had the luxury of having some solid veterans ahead of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, things have changed. There are some expectations now with some positions of need where guys are going to be drafted and expected to play immediately. Well, let's hope so. But I, I, I expect them. You expect them. They need to expect them. But I don't know if we're going to hear a tone change or see an approach change because I think this deep into Robinson and Vrabel, I, I think we know a lot of what they are. And I, I don't know that all of a sudden, despite the clear needs, we're going to see – them insert somebody in the starting lineup and say, go cover that corner. Go cover that guy. And corner is a position you can play early, especially if you're playing a lot of man, yep. and they're clearly going to be playing a lot of man. They also took a hit this week uh, on special teams. Chris Milton, now with the Giants. It's like the Giants are just signing and Josh I, Kalu. And but Josh they were Kalu. clearly done with both those guys. So that, the uh, but the, two the guy guys they who, got from Pittsburgh, uh, they clearly think is going to be one I bring one them of up, Paul, guys. only because they're active on game day. They're one of the 46 right. active roster players um, that you have to now factor in moving yeah. forward. Well, they're churning the, the, the back end of that. And I think, I hope, looking for guys with more, better ceilings. As, as good as Chris Milton is, and, and I love him on special teams, I, I, think, I think that guy needs to have some potential to play for you. On defense, you know, how many of those guys can you have that don't play or don't have the capacity to play One when your two. defensive backfield starts to get hurt? But he played that role well. I yeah, mean, very well. He, he also got hurt. Days. Got and, hurt a couple of and times. And Kalu helped. I mean, block, there is a tangible game-winning player yeah. for the Titans there. He made uh, a with, couple of game-winning plays. Uh, going back a couple of years, he, he had the deflection on the, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, the, the year they won the Super Bowl, the Titans won that game in Week Ten or Eleven, wherever they when when the Titans turned things around and yeah. went on that run. Joshua Kalou had the block. blocked that kick yep. at the end of the game. Giants have four former Titans defensive yeah. backs: <laughs> Logan Ryan, Adore Jackson, Milton, and Kalou. It's a lot. How much did Logan Ryan play into those signings? I wonder. 
Uh, I, well, he certainly he was helped dinner with Dory Jackson. Uh, Dory That's Jackson. what I mean. Uh, those other two, I'm sure, I'm sure he put in a, a word for. I would think the team's coming to him first and saying, sure. "What do you think of these guys?" I mean, he but played then, a factor with Malcolm Butler signing here. Here, yeah. And, and, well, that's yeah. also. I look at some of those moves and I think that's, that's the Giants saying, it was coaching, and not the players, for the downturn this year with the Titans with secondary. Dory. Yeah, with the Dory especially. Yeah, I mean Milton doesn't count against the Titans secondary performance. Right. And Kalu counts. Big story yeah. happening right now in about the last 15 minutes or so, and I have checked. This is not an April Fool's joke, uh, to my to my knowledge. That's why we took 15. But minutes. I I've been I've been researching, and I found this on Pro Football Talk. Michael okay. David Smith wrote the story. Um, Dean Spanos's sister, so Dean Spanos, the owner of the Chargers, but he only owns 15 percent of the franchise. The sister is owns 15 right? percent also, and there's two other si- siblings owning 15 percent, and then 36 percent is owned by the Spanos Family Trust. His sister is filing a suit that's going to force Dean Spanos to sell because she claims the trust is in debt and they can't even pay into charitable contributions they've promised because this is so in debt. And the only way to get money back is to sell the team. And in the lawsuit, the person that wants to buy the team that's referenced here, Jeff Bezos of Amazon, wants to buy the Chargers. And talk is wants to buy them and move them back to San Diego. I knew that. I, I suspect as soon as you started mentioning the Chargers, that uh, a San Diego element um, would come. Look, if you're getting back to San Diego, you need somebody filthy rich like Bezos who's going to build his own place because yep. California is done with any public financing of stadia. Well, it says that the last paragraph of the story says the court filing suggests the Chargers may be particularly attractive to a new owner right now after the NFL announced lucrative new 10-year TV deals and mentions Jeff Bezos as someone who is interested in buying the team. San Diego's one of those fan bases, deserves a team, didn't do anything wrong. Uh, they had an outdated stadium. It was the second worst building in the league Terrible to Oakland. Stadium. Right? Second worst to Oakland. Terrible. Uh, outdated, bad. You build a great stadium there. It's a great NFL city with a great fan base. Um, you know who can build a they, great stadium? Jeff Bezos. Yeah. They don't deserve <laughs> to be money. a second-class citizen. And how about the league potentially partnering now with Bezos on Amazon streaming stuff? Now he's an owner in your league? Is there a conflict of interest there? I don't know. Like, I've never seen like if, Probably, if, if but they'll work owns, through it. If you owned a network, you know, for instance, and you decided to be a team owner, that just seems sort of like a conflict it of is. interest with a TV uh, partner so how do you in the league and you own that? a team. Because you want to be on Amazon, I mean, right? Amazon and streaming are two of the biggest things going. Yeah. Amazon streaming is gigantic, um, and the league definitely wants a foot in that pool. Um, so, what do you do there? I think I think we'll read about that soon in Sports Business Journal, and the like. Um, if he's willing to to jump in as an he has to be approved by 24 of the 32 owners right. right or the yeah. 31 because he'd be signed right. he'd be selling um, but if he's approved for that you would think they they make some concessions to it only because you're getting Bezos in they're going to build a new stadium so on top of the Amazon he would You're get a Super a Bowl. He's getting the Super Bowl rotation. Yep. I mean, there, there are a Venue lot of... with the Super Bowl rotation. A lot of reasons why the NFL would want that. Now, 
who doesn't want this? And you're not sharing a stadium. Who doesn't want this? The Rams. The Rams have a second tenant, so to speak. I don't know that they're making money, but uh, off of the uh, off of the Chargers or how much. But they've got Sundays filled in yeah. their building. Um, I've, I felt like they were kind of forced, though, to do that um, as part of the you. You want to move to events? L.A. You want to do like you're going to take the Chargers too because the Chargers need a home. Yeah. And we're we're taking them out of San Diego. I'm interested in that angle too, though, because it's a monumental undertaking sure. there he's got to be getting some money out of it who am i what's the name i'm looking for for the for the rant Cronk. cronky um and those are dates you know you're talking about 10 or 11 dates now that you've got something going on in your your building that you would be losing with this are the trade-offs for the league beneficial enough for for him probably I mean, they're certainly beneficial enough for the league. Uh, us, very interesting story. Hit us up on Twitter, at Outkick360. So, Jeff Bezos, just to clarify about the conflict of interest, he has this year alone sold $10 billion worth of stocks and shares of Amazon. Wow. So, he, he only holds a little more than 10% of the company right now, based on the shares that he sold. So... I don't know if he's technically the owner. Of, he's a founder, obviously, and has made a ton of money off of. But I don't know that he's the owner of Amazon at this point. Owning, a, a, it says a little more than ten percent of the company. That's crazy. I, I, I mean, I know nothing about business and finance, but I hear Amazon. I think Bezos. Ten billion in stocks he sold and still owns more than ten percent of Amazon. What are the Rams worth? Did it uh, the Chargers worth? Did it say in there? Uh, it does not say. I also had Chad. no idea that Spanos didn't own, you know. Well, how bad are you at business if you own an NFL team and you've run your trust into the ground where you're, you can't even pay charitable donations that you promised to pay? Bad. That's, that's bad really on Dean bad. Spanos. Chad, our, our viewers and, and listeners can feel like a billionaire by signing up at FanDuel. They can indeed. 40 to 1 odds on the final four. Uh, we, I say it every time. I say it every time this offer pops up on the screen and Hutton talks about it. With this offer, I don't know why you wouldn't get in right now at 40 to 1 odds. You could bet the Zags yes. at 40 to 1. You bet $5 to win 200, and you can take the money line on Gonzaga to do so, to beat UCLA. In why would you not sign up? FanDuel.com slash OK360. Outkick 360, wrapping up today's show, the April 1st edition. Preds in action tonight. Paul, you'll never guess. They will be playing the Dallas Stars. Oh, oh yes. thank God. I uh, haven't seen them in the a while. back-to-back. <laughs> Just when you thought you couldn't get enough Stars in Preds, you, you get it again. I mean, they might Going as well for seven play. in a row. Will you be betting the money line they again tonight? They might as tonight? well have played three-game series. Uh, in the way we should have a show bet. Structure. Should we take the Preds? Yeah, let's take the Preds in the money line. Under five and let's a half. Find that, let's find that over under also if it's, if it's five and a half again. Yeah, absolutely. It's worked every time. Let's Why keep not? keep going. Because the, when the it works every the, time, it ends. The person <laughs> that, yeah, that can correctly guess the end of the streak, right? We're going to keep going until they lose, and then, but it's that person that knows. All right, tonight's the night. Yeah. I got my money today on baseball, and I'm already down one nothing in the second. Opening day. I have never bet on a baseball game. I shall remedy that today. <laughs> Later today. Braves, Phillies. Yeah, Braves, Phillies, 2 o'clock. 
Chad's Bravos. It really snuck up on me the opening day. I actually looked up this morning and, and it's thinking, oh, it's it's and it's been delayed. It's April, right? Like and now we're normally we're normally complaining because they're playing in March. Yeah, well, it's always <laughs> that's the it's always best, right best around month of the here. season. Yeah, well, they were playing a game like in Australia. Yeah, you know, it started like a week before the actual season Hello, started. Mike. Yes. I uh, down under. I got in a little trouble for not asking if we wanted to have the Phillies season package as well as the Yankees season package. And when I said, you didn't ask, well, yeah, uh, but I said, that, I mean, when are we going to have time to watch the Phillies? We're going to be watching the Yankees. And uh, <laughs> that didn't go over well. Does Young Simon associate? Young Simon doesn't sit down and watch anything. But he, he doesn't care? Does he have a team? Does he pick between the Yankees and the Phillies? He says he likes the Phillies, but he doesn't know anybody on the Phillies. Yeah. He doesn't know. He what just, he knows said, he just says that to it. drive his dad yes, crazy. Yes, yes. That, that, the, the season package is where baseball crushes it. Well, I don't get the season package. I've got the Yankees package How through MLB TV. Just for the season, for like MLB TV. But it's all on. But you can go on your smart TV, right, and watch it. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, and what I think I was able to do because I don't really like it. Like I can go through Apple TV to watch it, mm-hmm. but that that eliminates the possibility of just hitting last channel and you know flipping back and forth because you got to change the source. You know, that's a lot to like flip between two things or yeah. anything like that. So You're saying I, it's on Apple TV Plus or just your Apple TV? Yeah, I go to it on my Apple TV through because yeah. they've got the MLB app. app on there. So what I think I've managed to do now is connect kind of my MLB TV to Xfinity, where the Yankees channel on Xfinity is activated is through yes that MLB TV. That they're on? Yeah, but sometimes you get the other broadcast yeah. of it or or whatever. I imagine it's on national TV this afternoon. I think it's like 140 maybe for the season. 160 to see your team all the time. That seems when that's great. That's very TV reasonable. That's great. I thought it'd be more it money. It might than be. That. It might. I was be thinking 300 dollars. No, for it's one not 300. Max, it's 200. Um, good question on Twitter that I received, and I don't know the answer to, but I'm going to find this out. And Paul, you may know. And Chad, maybe you read this. Uh, with the 17th game, does bonus money remain the same for players contractually for reaching certain incentives or playing time? You know how you'll have a three or four game incentive if you play a certain quarter of the season? Uh, does the extra game, I mean, it, that would help with the bonus money. I'm guessing it's paid out the same and it, it's achievable. That's a great just like question. Just like it was last year. I will. Uh, I will. Is that a fixed salary research cap money, correct? Well, it affects the next year's salary cap money. Most of the incentives are not likely to be earned, earned. incentives. But this All makes it, it takes more is for likely. it not likely to be earned is that you've not achieved it before. So, you know, if it's a 10-sack thing and you've never had 10 sacks before, it's not likely to be earned. Then if you earn it, that money goes on to next year's salary cap. I don't know on that. I do know I saw yesterday... If you have a contract that's negotiated before X date, yep. um, you get a prorated new portion, like a per-game thing. And there are certain players that that's as much as a million dollars for some guys of your base salary. Um, and that that doesn't count on this next cap. It, mm. it, it's spun forward. I will look into that. Um, that's because a, a some of these contracts now... I would now, think it's prorated. I would think so. But some of the contracts now have, and, and, and have for a while, a per-game bonus. Well, the per-game right? bonuses are all capped. So it's per-game up to 
like the Titans have a lot that are up to $250,000. And so the up to covers it. So, okay. right, if it if that up to is all 16 games, so that wouldn't change. then that wouldn't ch- There's no additional 17th game because there's a cap on it, and they all have up to. So that's dealt with in the contract language. You buy the fact that we're headed to 18 games? Everyone, yeah, everyone, well, I mean, think, it could everyone be. thinks because of the odd number that we're eventually going to see 18. I think, I think we'll it's a 18. trial 17 game period, and then it'll go to 18. But I mean, they need Quickly. another CBA yeah. for that. So it's you're talking 10 years uh, of laying the groundwork for that. I don't think it's fast. Or you just call for a vote. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, TV money would would talk on that. I feel like they could easily come back. I don't and change know if they wanted. Yeah. But the, the 18 game, because you would build in another bye week. So for all those that are saying, oh, we're going to see 18 games, you would build in another bye week, which would push the Super Bowl back an extra week, which they've already done. I don't think they want to do that necessarily, the league. They want to keep the Super Bowl around that same So you've got 17 calendar. games in 18 weeks now. You'd have 18 games in 20 weeks conceivably. And then you would reduce then, the pre. So maybe you just started earlier instead of pushing it back. You would reduce the preseason by another game. They don't like Memorial Day weekend, though. So, um, or they don't like Labor Day weekend. Excuse Labor me. Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So we'd have to see what they do with that. I don't see why not make Labor Day weekend a, a football holiday, but that's a, a vacation weekend for a lot of people. So it changes things. And a back to school weekend in the Northeast, as it should be in all of America. Big headline today, Roy Williams announcing his retirement from coaching. 33 years as a head coach um, and a great career, fantastic career. But going from Kansas to North Carolina, Chad, and then achieving the the status of national champion head coach going back to North Carolina and doing that. Um, I don't know why this year was the year he chose to retire, but... Um, it, it's going to be weird that his only first-round loss as a head coach, I think he was 29-0 and or 28-0 in the first round as a coach yep. prior to this year. 48-year coaching career, five years in high school, then 10-year assistant at North Carolina, then went to Kansas in 1988. Um, you mentioned it, that two times did not go to the NCAA tournament, was uh, – in 1988, when they were under probation at Kansas, was the reason they couldn't go when he took the job. And then once at North Carolina, national championships in 2005, 2009, 2017. Only coached to win 400 games plus at two different stops at Kansas and North Carolina. Legendary career for Roy Williams, uh, one of the all-time greats. He finishes fourth all-time on the coach's win list in college basketball. Now the big question is, where does Indiana go? Texas gets their guy today. Chris Beard, a terrific hire for Texas, took Texas Tech to a national championship game just a few years ago, and now he's a couple years ago, and now uh, he's bolting for Texas. Did Indiana so where does North Carolina go now? With the, the Bobby Knight connections? I don't think so. I don't think they're looking for anyone. Well, I guess they hired a coach who, who played for Bobby Knight that Bobby Knight endorsed. Bobby Knight had a nice statement about Mike Woodson in support of him, and he, I, he referred to Indiana as we which I found interesting with some of their problems in the past. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Chris Beard, great hire for Texas, I think, but we all thought Shaka Smart was going to be a great hire. Didn't quite work out the way we thought. He bolts for Marquette, and now there's a huge opening at North Carolina. But you, you mentioned this. That's one of those jobs that's very uh, incestuous. Yep. It seems like they're always going to keep it in the family. 
with whoever they're going to hire. A lot of people pointing to it. I'm blanking on the name right now, but uh, the assistant that's been with, with Roy Williams for a long time at North Carolina could be elevated to head coach. There's enough guys that played at the university also or coached there uh, that have ties that could be in, in play. Wes Miller at UNC Greensboro, a name I've seen a few places also that's going to get a look from North Carolina. So they're going to they're going to have their pick of some really good coaches. Roy Williams probably has a substantial say there. I, I would think so. Yep. It, it's weird, though, with certain – Sometimes. Cer some guys want the absolute final say about who's going to take over for them. And some guys say it's your call. Other people don't care. I think about David Letterman. I remember he was interviewed about that, and he had no say at who was going to take over for him at, at CBS. But he didn't really want it. He even said, like, you know, it would have been nice to have been asked, but – I, I just didn't care. It wasn't my call to make. Some people are weird about it and that they want to have no say over it because I don't think they want the responsibility of naming someone who doesn't work out and then it being on them with their decision. And other people absolutely want that responsibility. I, I would, it would seem to me that Roy Williams would be a guy that wants some say over the next coach. I will have some say over who replaces Hutton or Withrow. But when my time comes, I don't care. Will you have say over uh, who replaces Lance, Jacob, or David Reed? If they Irreplaceable. Agreed. Do, do you get to make the next hire is what I'm they're saying. Not, they, I, uh, there will be no hire. They yeah. must What's remain. the prereq for someone who replaces Jacob when he gets fired? Bath salts? Bath salts. Uh, crazy rock T-shirts? Yes. We need, to, we need to laugh at whatever T-shirt the next guy wears also. So no. many different things. The criteria that I needs like to be met. I like the sweaters that he wears. They don't tough. really fit the That's rest a cardigan, but thanks for asking. Yeah. That's actually what yeah. that is. Uh, <laughs> Jacob also has not seen Dumb and Dumber, probably. The other have day he, I, I got that one. Okay, good. He got that right. The other day he had a sweater with an interesting pattern on it that I didn't get the comment We've got on. to figure out what... David, David my, my goal every day is to find a reference that Jacob gets, that yeah. he's actually seen the movie. Yeah. We From have a nickname now for everyone except for Emma. We need to figure out. Yeah, maybe we should meet her. We that would be helpful. Yeah. Emma. yeah, Emma needs to come to the studio so we Emma, can physically meet her. Tomorrow, and then we can give her uh, one o'clock shots. <laughs> right here, I got the glasses. We tomorrow we will have the VolQuest hour uh, as a quick uh, shout out for the Tennessee Power Hour. By the way, this oh, we'll do those, Emma. Is not uh, well. That that's up to Hutton because this is his. This is not the only that. bottle of liquor in this facility, though. There's one behind Paul also, <laughs> and we have a full bar in front of us. So <laughs> what bar? We'll get after that at some point. We are back at it tomorrow. Thanks for joining us for Outkick 360. Don't block the box. Please lock the locks.